0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Roderico, and welcoming back this week, of course, is my good friend and co-host on the show, LPGA professional, Cindy Miller, and we are, of course, the hosts of the Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy, and welcome back.
2: Good morning, Ted. It's great to be back.
1: Yeah, you've been, uh, as you uh, quite eloquently put it, you've been spinning plates for a while going here and there, we're going to talk a little (laughs) bit about that. In, in just a minute, but Cindy, let me just remind everybody. Of course, we are live every Tuesday mornings uh, from nine to ten a.m. Eastern. Uh, best way to find us is go to BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Women of Golf uh, is the main link, or you can just type in Women of Golf up in the search key, and that will take you there as well. Um, and we want to thank you all for joining us live. Some other great ways to tune into the program, of course, is go to iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, TuneInLive.com, and of course now TalkStream Live. Dot com is another uh, great social media platform that you can tune into the show. Um, also, for some reason, if you can't join us live, uh, we're glad for those of you that can, but for some of you that maybe tune a little bit later when it's convenient for you, just go to any of those uh, social media platforms. And if you go to the blogtalkradio.com uh, link that I mentioned a few moments ago and scroll down to the on-demand section, all of the previously aired shows, including today's, will be there a little bit later. Uh, and you can listen to it in the on-demand section. So uh Join us live if you can, and if you can't, uh, some other great ways to tune in uh, at whatever time is good for you. But thanks uh, again for those tuning in live this morning. Uh, Some other uh, great ways to communicate with us as well, you can call into the show anytime during the live broadcast on Tuesday. The number is 347-945-5855, and we definitely want to start hearing from you also Reach out to us on our email addresses as well for some reason if you want to uh, touch base with us or find out what's going on in our world, uh, both on and off the show. You can reach out to Cindy at cindymillergolf.com, and mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. We've got two great guests. One we're bringing back for uh, round two, if you will, uh, Reijin Lu, who, of course, uh, won her second tournament uh, this season on the Cementa Tour. Of course, I'm talking about the fifth annual IOA Golf Classic. And then a little bit later on, we're going to uh, be speaking with Dr. Cheryl Mitchell, who is a leading culinary innovator and uh, the recipient of the Women Entrepreneur of the Year Award uh, given out by the state of California. So we're going to talk about her, of course, a little bit about golf, but also some of the great things that she's doing. But um, Cindy, you're just fresh back from the LPJ Summit. Tell us very quickly a little bit about that. and We'll bring on Ray Jin right after.
2: Well, we had lots of great speakers. Dr. Debbie Cruz was there. John Stabler from Golf Psych was there. Um, we had people from the Retail Tribe there. Tom Patry, and we actually had Tony. Um, oh, Delante, <laughs> a dancer from right. <laughs> Yeah, Dancing with the Stars. He was awesome.
1: Oh wow! So we
2: were thrilled. Very we learned cool. lots of good stuff on the mental game, how to how to do business better. Um, it was a very inspiring and educational week.
1: Right, well, and uh, great uh, great time I'm sure had by all. Uh, did you guys learn any any interesting dance moves? Uh, of course, since you had you know, somebody actually, from the dancing. You know,
2: actually, we did not. No, it's funny that he, the only dancing he did was he showed us how to spin, and. Um, that was basically it. But he showed us from up up at the stage. And to be honest with you, he probably should have grabbed somebody and taken him up there, but he didn't. Which is a right. shame because <laughs> it could have been well, very I'm sure he, entertaining and funny.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it would have been. I'm sure he he probably does a lot, obviously on Dancing with the Stars. So maybe he wanted a little bit of a break and just wanted to relax a little bit. But yeah, that would have been a great opportunity. And also, just to uh, quickly remind everybody. Uh, of course, yesterday was the 10th annual Maryland Smith LPGA uh, Charity Pro-Am that took place October 1st. So um, much uh, success, of course, was had at that event. And, uh, of course, you may remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, Marilyn Smith and, of course, Debbie Waitkus was on the show with us to talk a little bit about that. So uh, congratulations, Marilyn again, on another successful event. I've seen all kinds of great posts uh, on social media here over the last couple of weeks in preparation for and uh, post-tournament as well. So uh, job well done, of course. And I know uh, she's going to be very excited about uh, earning more money for the, uh, the scholarship funds and so forth. So uh, great work, ladies. All right, we've got a great uh, first guest coming on this morning. As I mentioned, she was on uh, a little while ago back in June. Um, and I'm talking, of course, about Reijin Liu. Uh, this is her second year on the cement Tour as professional. And once again, she stepped into the winner's circle for the second time in her career on Sunday at the uh, Aliqua Country Club in Longwood, Florida uh, for the fifth annual IOA golf classes uh, class, excuse me. Uh, she carted a final round four under par 67 to finish at 14 under par overall, claiming victory by one stroke over a group of three individuals. She became a first time uh, champion at the Island Resort uh, Championship in late June, as I mentioned. Uh, where she also won by uh, a shot. And with the victory, she re- maintains her spot at number two in the Volvic race for the card, and uh, having already earned her full LPGA Tour card for 2019. Uh, and she's getting ready to, to tee it up this week in the season-ending Symmetra Tour Championship, uh, which is going to be contested at the Jones course at the LPGA International in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, dates, of course, October 4th to 7th. So, uh, Rajin uh, welcome back to the Women of Golf Show.
0: Hey everyone, it's my honor to be back again.
1: Well, we're, we're excited to Yeah, congratulations second one this season. Uh great job.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Well, we're glad uh we're glad you probably didn't expect to be uh back here so soon, did you?
0: Um I actually didn't cuz you know, after my first win, my um, performance kind of goes down a little. I think it's just the mental part because after the win, I kind of set up the gold a little higher. And every time when I didn't reach that high, I get somehow upset and then a little angry about myself. And finally I, I got my game back a couple of weeks ago. So I really didn't expect to get another win um, this year.
1: Well, it, it certainly came back with the vengeance, and uh, we're glad it did. Um, again, congratulations. I, I, Cindy, I'm just going to uh, have a, just a couple of quick questions here, and then I'm going to throw it over to you. Um, you finished the tournament, racing uh, at 14 under par overall, and uh, you featured five birdies and really only one bogey. Um, but what was really very interesting is at one point in the tournament, uh, in the final round, you were actually trailing by a shot, and then you sort of slung together, if you will, three consecutive birdies from numbers 14 to 16, which ultimately helped you win uh, the tournament. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, you know, you're trailing by a shot, and now you've got to step it up in order to, to get into the winner's circle. What was going through your mind But when you hit number four, uh, hole number 14?
0: Well, because um, I play with uh, Dana, and she's really competitive. So um, after hole number 14, so that was my first birdie out of the three. So after 14, there's a leaderboard, and I saw me and Dana both um, only lead by one. So I know at that point I really need to step off of my game. And number 15 is a par three, and I have a six irons in my hand, and that's probably my favorite club out of the bag. And um, I just hit really good and within, I think, five feet, and I make that par. And on the 16 is a short part five. So I get my second shot pretty close to doing it, have an up and down. So after hole number 16, I know pretty much I am lead by either one or two. I just need to finish decent on the last two in order to win. So, I mean, it wasn't that stressful for me after hole number 16.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's good. That's, that's a little bit of a knee knocker for me. I mean, to only be leading it by one, uh, one shot, that's, that shows that you have obviously a lot of confidence in your game, uh, to be able to, to do that. Cause a lot of people at one shot, uh, lead like that. That's even with a couple of holes to play, anything can happen at that point. Was there any point that maybe you thought, okay, you know what, uh, somebody could, Dana or somebody else might be close enough that they could over, overtake that lead? Was there any, that thought going through your mind or no?
0: Well, um, it did, but as I mentioned before, I um, already secured my car for the next year, so um, right. I, I am pretty much relaxed all last week, you know, starting from the hole number one, the way until the hole number 18, no matter if round one or round three, like even round three, when I had a you know, when I have all those power from number six to number 13 hole, I wasn't really stressed out about it because I just want to play my game and enjoy myself out of course. If I win, that's great. If I don't, I know I try my best. So um, I, I wasn't really nervous and stressed about about the result last week. And I think that's uh, number one key that helps me to get the victory.
1: Well, it's great. As wow. you said, it's great to have, yeah, to have that confidence. Um, Cindy, go ahead.
2: You know, I'm, I'm looking at your stats, and, and you had mentioned it earlier that once you won, um, the week after you missed the cut, and then you finished tied for 18th, tied for 15th, then you missed the cut, then you tied for 35th, then you missed the cut, then you tied for 14th, thir- 58th, and then third, second, and first. So what have you done in the last month that has totally changed your performance and where you finished in the tournaments.
0: So, um, as you can see after the Garden City finish, which is tie fifty eight, I already dropped out of um ten. So I was at 11th on the money list at that moment. And before um El Dorado shootout, I give a phone call to my coach and we discuss about everything, you know, so my dad helped me along the way with the mental part. And um my putting is really helping me for the last three tournaments. Um because with a one-under finish, I am tied third in El Dorado. That's a really, really tough course. My swing is okay, but because the course is really tough, the green is super fast. So I have a lot of, you know, chipping um, opportunity, and my putting is doing really, really great. And also for last week, 15-under tie second, and this 14-under um, to win... Um, my putting is the one thing that really improved a lot last month. How did you improve mm-hmm.
2: your putting? What did you do?
0: Well, I, because normally I I don't spend much time on the green. I basically on the driving range most of the time. So now I try to spend at least an hour and a half on the putting green every single day. You know, oh, wow. just try to get some practice done.
1: Wow. That's, what a great that, idea. <laughs> yeah. That's, I wish for you amateurs listening out there, there's some great advice that Ray just gave you is spending time on the putting green instead of out there hitting balls. That's fantastic. Cindy, have you got another, uh, another question for her?
2: So let me ask you what was the big difference in your putting? Did you lag putt better? Did you make more putts within 10 feet? Did you chip better? What was the difference?
0: Well, um, before when it's more than 10 feet, like my percentage wasn't that high enough. And then I noticed starting out little, um, for the last three weeks when it's like 10, 20 feet, 25 feet. And when I sometimes when I look at a hole, I just feel like yeah, it, it doesn't look that hard. It doesn't look that long. And When I feel like that, most of the time I can't make it. So I would say when between 10 to 20 feet, my percentage, I think, is 30, 40%. And then I make more long cuts than before, way more for the last three weeks, yeah.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you're definitely exempt for next year, is that true? Yes. Mm -hmm. For the LPGA Tour? Yes. Now, what will you be doing all winter to prepare to do really well on the LPGA Tour next year?
0: So um, I will leave October 10th right after this week, the championship, back to China. There's uh, two LPGA events in China, and I will play those two. So, you know, that's just a little taste of what I'm going to be facing next year. And then after that, I Personally, want to do a Lasik surgery on my eyes so, you know, I can see better next year when I play on a tour and basically recovery and try to, you know, warm up for next year. Do you wear contacts right now? Yeah, I wear contact. I mean, contact is not the biggest thing that bothers me. I have a dry eye combined with the contact. That's a horrible uh, thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, yet you're, you're still winning tournaments, even even though you need to have LASIK surgery. That's pretty that's pretty <laughs> impressive in my book. Um, yeah, I mean, but, I have to uh, be
0: honest with you. Like, last week's second round, I have really severe dry eye in one eye. So, basically, I'm using only my left eye all day long just to play my golf.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. What do you put in the eyes? You have, I have dry eye, too, but it's thank God it's not that bad.
0: I mean, mine is pretty severe.
1: Wow! Yuck. Well, I'm I'm giving up the game, Cindy. I can't I can't compete with that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it's an, it's unfortunate, but you know what, what's interesting is you don't let that become, um, you know, an an excuse for your ability to either play well or not play well. You still sort of move forward with your game and and adapt. And that, that says a lot about your character, too, Reijin, because, you know, it's not always easy sometimes to compete out there, even in the best of circumstances. But when you are kind of got a little bit of a handicap like that, uh, you know, through the tournament, uh, that can make not only very frustrating, but I can actually... Was, was it a, a distraction for you at, at any point? Like, was it to the point where it really distracted you from your play? Or no?
0: Well, sometimes, yes. Like, um... Like second round, as I mentioned, when you only play with one eye, you have to use a hand to, you know, cover your right eye. And only with the right. That's really distracting. But also when I think about it, uh, it's not my fault. You know, whatever comes, right. I have to cope with it. And then if I cannot work out with it, then get over it. It's going to get better.
1: Wow. I love that, Cindy. That's some great, uh, some great confidence there. Um,
2: Good for you. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm looking to see if you're on Instagram and Twitter, and I don't see you. Do you not do social media?
0: Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get a Facebook account and Instagram account at the end of this year, because I'm not really good at social media at all, but I'm trying. I will start doing this at the end of this year. (laughs) Now, did you play college golf? No, um, I actually finished my high school last year. And I'm thinking about oh, going wow. to college after I retire. That's my plan. Wow. Oh, wow. So, does your very mom and dad travel with you? Yes, my mom and dad travel with me.
2: Oh, that's great. Mm. Now, do yeah, you the hotels or do you have a camper? What do you do? You mean where
0: do we stay while we're traveling?
2: Yeah, do you have a camper, or do you stay in hotels or private housing?
0: Well, um, so we we are living in Willanda right now. We have a house here at Lake Nona. And then when we travel, because um, we don't um, cope with uh, American food that well, I love it. I can eat it for one meal or two, but when I eat it, like, for a week straight, um, my body doesn't cope with it. So we basically rent house like Airbnb or... Um, we book a hotel with kitchen with it. So that way my mom can cook meals and um, it's better for us.
2: Oh, that's good. Now, do you have brothers and sisters?
0: No, only child. Mm. Well, this works out perfect. Yeah, getting all the attention.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well-deserved, Well, well-deserved. Um let me ask Thank you just to, to sort of pick yeah, let me just ask you just to sort of piggyback on what Cindy was just talking about uh, with your parents. Um I, I know from reading some of the, the notes and that that obviously that they do travel a lot with you. Um but this past tournament of course your your um your father was on the on the bag. Um is that and I think I I think he was on, if I'm not mistaken, when you played in June as well, is that correct?
0: Yes, he's on the bag for me most of the time this year.
1: Do you find it difficult sometimes? I mean, obviously, I know you love your father, but does it sometimes, uh, you know, because obviously you're his, his only child and, and he's trying to look out for best for you, does sometimes he give you advice while you're out in the tournament and maybe it's not always what you want to hear at the time? Do you sometimes find, say, okay, Dad, I got this, or I, 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 can, I, you know, I, I know what I need to do here? Does it sometimes make it well... difficult having him on the back or no?
0: I actually feel more comfortable when he's with me because I started uh, learning golf when I was six and a half years old, and he's been with me since then. And every single lesson I took from my coach, and every single time I practice, he's there with me. So he actually knows as much as I do. So we discuss okay. every decision, like club selection, well, which way this putt is gonna break we discuss everything like even though sometimes we have different opinions i'm not going to get you know um upset or anything because no. i know he's probably as good as me and I, I am i am willing to listen to his advice and sometimes just sort of, you know some backed up and that just makes me extra confident about what i'm what i need to do that's
1: that's, that's fantastic great.
0: that helps a lot
1: Yeah, let me just ask you one more question very quickly, then Cindy, I'll throw it back to you. Um, You mentioned a a few moments ago that he helps you mentally out on the golf course. Give us an example or two of some of the things that he'll say to you while you're in tournament play that helps you to stay focused.
0: Um, Like in um, Ireland Resort, I hurt my back, I think 15 or 14. And at that moment, I was only leading by one. So he will say, "Um, just just relax and calm down. Don't don't try to go for a birdie. You know, just because you're in pain, just try to finish, and you know, try your best. And as long as you try your best, um, we're going to be happy about the result. And that h- helps me a lot. And then last week, um, Sunday, after hole number sixteen, I was lead by two, and hole number 17 is a really long part four and really hard. And my dad is like, you know what? You don't need a breaking on this one. Just, just play safe. Cause there's a water on the left. So we have a five wood layup and he's like, just, just play it safe. I mean, it, it's okay to have a bogey. Just, you know, try to take some pressure off of me. And that helps me a lot. And otherwise I may, you know, try to hit a driver and ends up in the water and who knows what's going to happen. So, I'm really thankful he mentioned that, and we make the wrong, and we make the right decision at that time
1: yeah that's a that's a great asset for you to have him on the bag like that to be able to help keep you calm and focused uh, on on the task at hand that's that's a great uh, a great thing to have cindy any any final thoughts or questions
2: So let me ask you why do you think he's so good at that because most parents are so pushy and they try to they almost make their kids more nervous, and your father is exactly the opposite. So what makes him so smart?
0: Well, I, I think he's just a smart man overall, you know. You you have to be smart in order to be success, and I would consider him as a really successful person in his life. And, you know, sometimes because he's older and he makes the right decision. And, you know, he knows me, and he knows how I play and how I think. And sometimes I don't know that on the course when I'm so competitive. And Mm -hmm. he knows me from an outside point of view, and I think that's 100% what I need at that point.
2: I totally agree with you. Now, is he a good
0: player? He used to be handicapped six or seven before he has a herniated disc. So he mm. quit playing right now because it hurts him really bad. But he used to be really good.
2: <laughs> and and mm. one more question, how is he able to how are your parents able to not make a living and to travel with you 100% of the time? Cuz that would be a dream situation for so many people, but I I don't know that it would be possible.
0: Um my dad has his own company and a factory, mm. so he don't have to be there. And uh, my mom is a consultant for a world famous company, and he, you know, he, she don't have to be there also. So they basically travel, and then they just need to make phone calls and Skype, and then sending emails. And that wow, works that's awesome. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. Well, right. welcome to the welcome to the modern world. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You don't, have to sit, <laughs> you don't have to sit behind a desk anymore. You can just. Skype uh, your, your uh, uh, thoughts and, and uh, recommendations into the company. That's fantastic. And, and you mentioned we've got to give your mother some credit too. Obviously, your mother provides some, some great home cooking and nourishment for you to, uh, uh, to get out there and, and, and be uh, you know, fit and healthy while you play. So obviously, uh, you, you have to give some credit to your mother for, for keeping, uh, keeping you focused that way as well, correct? Correct. Uh,
0: of course, yeah, because when we are out playing with my dad, my mom is always um, at the house or at the hotel preparing the meal when we come back. So she rarely go out on the golf course to watch me. And sometimes she get pretty emotional, you know, she get pretty excited. So I mm, <laughs> personally like her to, you know, not watching me, but like right. like I said, Sunday, she was there. So um, I, I like it both ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think that's fantastic. And uh just just one final uh thing and then we'll we'll have to let you go. Um you mentioned off air we were talking um uh, about Cindy Miller, of course, uh, uh, a great L P J professional and you said that you would admire and really look up to her. What what uh, specifically uh do you admire about Cindy?
0: Well, you know, in order to stay in the sport and stay in um, in this, you know, you have to be really de- determined. And I'm pretty sure this is what her, li- this is her passion. This is her life. And she loves about it. Um, this is hard. You know, after all this year, you're playing and you're dealing with all this. Um, you have to overcome a lot of things. And this is hard for most of the people. Like sometimes we went, even when we have injuries and we are thinking about, oh, my God, how long we can stay in this. And for her to, you know, stay in this sport for such a long time and still passionate about it—that's just incredible. And I hope I can have that passion like her, um, you know, forever. I really hope I do. Well, that's,
1: well, that's a very that's awesome. One- <laughs> that's fantastic, and you and you hit it, Regine. You hit it right on the the nail, right on the head. Cindy definitely is very passionate about this game. And uh, does so much to give back. Boy, what's some what's some wonderful words, Cindy, uh, that Rajin had to say about you?
2: Yeah, thank you so much, and best of luck to you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
2: Oh. kick some butt well, on Rajin, the GA tour.
1: <laughs> well, she's got she's got one more tournament on the on the Smetra tour this week. First, Cindy, the uh, the uh, championship uh so good luck this weekend or this week rather and uh and then also good luck uh out in the lpj and i hope that you'll stay in touch with us and, and maybe come back and join us uh on another show uh on the women of golf
0: well thank you guys again and i will try my best to come back as soon as i can
1: all right well we, we would love good that luck in the tournament all right,
2: overseas all right bye honey
1: all right that was uh the winner of the uh semestertra tour's i o a golf classic this past week, lu uh what a what a wonderful young lady she is you know cindy she just uh you know very very passionate and what uh and some very kind words that she had to say about you so obviously that uh that says a lot about her character that she's observant she's not just you know only thinking of herself she looks uh towards the future and uh she sees somebody such as yourself who has become a role model for her so that's um that's some very nice things to uh uh, to, to really have in, in, um, in dealing with, uh, with your future. Um, Cindy, we've got another great guest coming on the show. And uh, before that, let me just remind everybody very quickly. Well, we got a moment or two that we are live every Tuesday mornings on the women of golf show. And uh, hope you'll join and tune in, uh, go to blogtalkradio.com and up in the search key type women of golf. Uh, some other great ways to tune into the program as well is through iTunes, Stitcher, uh, tune in and talkstreamlive.com. Uh, again, just type in women of golf in the search keys and you can uh, check us out there when it's convenient for you. And uh, you can also reach out to either Cindy or I. Our emails are cindy at com and mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you, um, not just your thoughts and comments about shows you've heard already, but maybe you've got some interesting. Uh, topics or maybe some uh, people that you know in the golf industry that you haven't heard on the show before or maybe you have and you'd like for them to to come back Uh, we're always open to suggestions so please reach out we really want to hear from you Um, all right so our our next guest is is waiting in the wings so let me just do a a quick introduction and then we'll uh, we'll bring her out and we'll continue on the conversation this morning Uh, our our second guest uh, this morning is Dr. Cheryl Mitchell she's a leading culinary innovator, and uh, she is the recipient of the Women Entrepreneur of the Year Awards uh, by the state of California, and she's becoming, as I said, a a leading uh, culinary innovator, uh, having a pioneering pioneering spirit, a brilliant scientific mind, and commitment to health. Uh, She started her career as a food scientist, developing cooking methods uh, that would retain the nutritional value of uh, plant-based foods. Uh, It wasn't long before she was recognized as a world expert in the cooking and processing of grains. And it was her expertise that is used to make the largest selling rice beverages in the United States. Um, however, she wasn't satisfied uh, with the accomplishment as it was only the beginning of what she believed she could uh, could be done to maximize the nutrients and value of plant-based foods. And she was right. After 20 years, she finally was able to unleash the proteins and all of the nutrients in grains, nuts, and seeds using only traditional mechanical and fermentation methods. So. Um, we got lots to talk about. Let's bring her out and welcome our very special guest, Cindy.
3: Good morning. Hey, hey good morning, Cindy, Ted. How are you?
1: Doing well, thank we're you. We're doing great. So, so we it. got well, you up
2: really early. You're in California. <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just got off another call, so we're good. Okay, good. So, Ted, I have to tell you how I met Dr. Cheryl Mitchell. I was giving a lesson in the golf Dome in Buffalo in Williamsville, and um, her husband happened to be hitting balls two or three stalls over, and I think he was eavesdropping and listening to me. And at the end of the lesson, he came over to me and he goes, Who are you? (laughs) And I told him who I was, and he goes, You have to meet my wife because you two will get along like two peas in a pod. And I didn't realize that they had moved from California, and she she can tell you now what she's doing, but she came in for a lesson, and now we have created a monster, and she's playing in all these tournaments, and she absolutely kills the ball. But um, Cheryl, you got to tell Ted what you're doing with Elmhurst and, and how great your products are, so go ahead.
3: Great. You know, uh, actually, with with Cindy. So Cindy has been uh, my mentor and, and teacher when it comes to golf. And and uh, so we got to talking one day. Some of the products we were doing, and not only are we doing nutritive uh, non dairy plant milks, um, which is really a, a a new area in the um, uh, category of uh, plant beverages. And uh, so this is um, a technology that I brought from California and is being implemented by uh, Elmhurst, which was a, a dairy actually in uh, Jamaica, New York, and uh, right. it was the last and oldest uh, dairy in, in Jamaica, New, New York. And uh, unfortunately, because of uh, the economics and, and everything, they had to close that facility, but the owner wanted to continue to Deliver nutrition to the doorstep as he has and his family had for a hundred years, and uh, that's when we got together. And I said, "But Henry, uh, Henry Schwartz is the owner of uh, Elmhurst, mm-hmm. and he said, and I said, I have this technology to maximize the nutrients in any grain, nut, or seed, and we can put it into um, a beverage format." that we can deliver directly to the, uh, the doorstep now. And so he was very excited. He himself has kind of gone, uh, like many of us, uh, from the flexitarian route, uh, meaning that you're you're trying to focus or because of health or environmental or ethical reasons you want to go towards plants, um, that, but they're looking for the nutrients in the plants, and that's where – Um, we can now make that product, and we're making it right here in Elma, New York, which is right outside of Buffalo.
1: Wow. You know, it was interesting when I was uh, researching a little bit, Cheryl, for um, today's show and and putting some in. Cindy had sent me over, uh, obviously, your bio and so forth. So I went on to Elmhurst's website, And, uh, I mean, it was just sort of blown away by, by the products and things that you've helped uh, them put together with, with the technology that you're mentioning. And and I have a couple of questions about that. Um, I I want you, secondly, I'm going to ask you a different question first, but I, I want to talk about some of the, um, differences of course, between, uh, what's been out in the market and what you guys are now producing, but, um. The question I want to ask you first is you're obviously recognized as a world expert in in the cooking and processing of grains. Explain to the audience first off um, why they're good for us. What specifically about them is good for us?
3: Uh, Yeah, uh, and uh, what we wanted to do was when you take any grain that or seed, uh, obviously you want for, well, let me start from the beginning. For 2,000 years, all we've been doing is either grinding them to a flour or a paste like a butter, like a peanut butter. And right. um, the, pro- the problem with that is that when we want to put it into a format that uh, in this world today everybody's uh, grab-and-go, they want to uh, eat their food very quickly or, or, or drink it in a beverage, in a shake, in a protein shake, and the question was how do we release all that uh, nutrients so that we can put it into a beverage. And this is what the technology that I developed was is We call it a hydro-release. It's a a really nice and gentle way to liberate all the really good nutrients, the the carbohydrates, the proteins, very importantly, uh, the proteins, the carbohydrates, the natural oils, and then let them form their own emulsion. Um, You don't need a lot of different ingredients. Everybody else puts in added oil and added um, stabilizers and emulsifiers. You don't need any of that because it's in the grain nut or seed itself. It just needed to be released, and that's what my technology has done. So um, we're very excited about it because um, here, when you drink our beverages and, and any of the Elmhurst milked products, um, you get the full uh, nutrient value of the product, and the, the fact that the proteins are released uh, improves the digestibility substantially. So here in 8 ounces – uh, you, you get a handful of nuts or a handful of uh, whole oats. Uh, nobody else can do this in their products. They, they um, haven't released all the natural ingredients, and so when they try to process it, it fouls up the system that they're running, and so they have to use very little. So most of the almond milks, for example, have anywhere from two to four almonds. Ours has a full 18 almonds. So wow. it gives you an idea of, and that's per serving. So this is all about nutritional and um, and really getting nutrition in a in a very natural, simple way.
1: You know, Cheryl, a lot of people have talked over the years you know, about different products out there. And a lot of times, as you, as you pointed out a few moments ago about a lot of different additives and things like that that are added on to sort of spruce it up and really not getting much of the product that they're advertising uh the the, the nutrients nutrients rather that they're advertising, as you just pointed out with with the almond milk um and and that was something obviously that was important to you not to create another product that was just going to throw a bunch of other things in there in order to as fillers. Uh, in order to create a product, you wanted to make sure that this was going to be the best quality product um, out there, and you've obviously successfully done that. Um, was that a long process in, in the making? Yeah,
3: yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> like anything else; you don't become a great golfer overnight either. <laughs> either as I've, I've been learning from Cindy, you know, you know, you have to stay with it, and it takes a lot of practice to kind of build that that. The, those strokes in and 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 get your swing uh, organized. It's the same thing when you're developing these type of products. It it does take time. It took us five years in research, just focusing on on how to maximize and release uh, all the natural components of of any grain that or seed. Then we had to build a, a manufacturing facility because there was no uh, manufacturing facility. Anywhere in the world that uh, could um, actually make this product, so I had to build and design that, and then, of course, reduce it to practice where we were actually manufacturing it. And uh, all, all in all, by the time that I started with this project to where we're actually coming out with a product, we're we're talking about close to twenty years.
1: Wow! 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 Yeah. That's a, that is a long time. Now, Cindy mentioned to me off air, uh, Cheryl, before you came on, uh, in addition to, obviously, uh, uh, an incredible education that you have, but you've also developed a lot of patents. Tell us a little bit about some of those.
3: Well, the patents were all related. Um, I started in with the, the rice patents uh, very early on, so there was a product called Rice Dream that's out there, and those were uh, my patents in development. And that's really where I learned what the problem was with, um, you know, we really wanted to have a a, a non-dairy beverage, and this was back in the 80s. And it was very frustrating because I had to remove all the nutrients in order to make it processed so we could put it into uh, the aseptic uh, container. Now, the aseptic containers are those containers that don't require refrigeration. Um, You've seen them up on the store shelves and, and everything. Um, And and certainly uh, they're very, very convenient, and we see them in smaller now grab-and-go type of things that are are, are, uh, very stable and don't require refrigeration. They're they're very important to have. Um, But the process going into that is a very high temperature. It brings it up to a very high temperature and then cools it very quickly uh, within seconds. And this preserves a lot of the, the nutrients and the value of the raw materials that you're putting in there. But, um, and it also gives you this uh, commercial sterility. So it's, it's, um, it's a safe product to consume. Uh, now, of course, once you open it, you have to refrigerate it. I'll say that right now. But um, when I developed the, the Rice Dream and had all those patents, and by the way, those patents also led to Uh, Things like the the rice syrup uh, that people see, it's been used as a replacement for corn syrup and maltodextrin. And and so it's a very natural sweetener. Uh, And also rice vinegar. So many of us use rice vinegar. Well, it became the base for most of the rice vinegars that are being used in the United States as well. So this was Mm. a a tremendous uh, opportunity to use another raw material such as rice which was hypoallergenic. And so that's where those patents went went into. And I've done a lot of patents with other um, ingredients, and I also specialize in rehydration formulas. So I spent a lot of time in in Dhaka, uh, Bangladesh, and and working with the team there uh, at the uh, International Center for um, Diarrheal Disease Research, for Cholera Research, and um, they were wondering about the, the rice base that I had uh, developed and they needed more information because they found it was more effective uh, for rehydration uh, than just glucose. And I understood why because of my uh, expertise. And so I spent some time working with them and they uh, we were sharing information with regard to how to make a good hydration formula. Now, that's very important because that's one of the things that we're also starting to get into now over at Elmhurst is coming out with a hydration formula that is more oriented toward um, basically very simple ingredients. It would be rice and the electrolytes. Um, the product tastes fantastic, but the rice has a very special um, micro components in it that allows for a very unique absorption uh, of the electrolytes and hence you absorb the water faster. So this is a mm-hmm. very, very critical and uh, huge development uh, and we're very excited. So we will, we're going through the, the, the tasting protocols right now to look at all the different flavors and we have some very exciting flavors that are coming out. But this thing will be very low in sugar and uh, we don't need that much added sugar at all because the rice just has a very nice taste by itself, and it, it won't have any of the colors or anything, so it's not going to dye your tongue. Um, and it's, it's more for two things. We, I was targeting the um, young people and children and young adults as well as uh, some of the older people that don't want that really intense flavor and the acidity. So when we yep. think all the, the the thirst quenchers right now that are out there, um, some of them aren't hydrating, some of them are. Um, but with the thirst quenchers, um, there's, they're highly acidic, and um, they're mainly the flavors, the fruit flavors, this type of thing um, necessarily have to be more uh, acidic. And so we're we're talking about something that's going to really upset your stomach, uh, especially if you're. Out in sports, you, you understand it. You get the, the glug glugs in your, your, your stomach after uh, chugging down a, a bottle of Gatorade. This is not going to, you know, be a good thing for you. However, if you have a neutral, a more neutral pH um, that's closer to, to pH 7 uh, and without that high in uh, total acidity, um, it makes it something that's very easy to consume, very gentle on the, on the stomach, and, and really, uh, it's appealing once you get into it um, with a, the natural salt uh, flavor of the electrolyte uh, with the rice. It's, um, it's, it's kind of like the idea of when you're sick, you know how good chicken noodle soup tastes? Well, when, yep. when you've been
2: mm-hmm. really
3: working out, um, this <laughs> hydration, uh, uh, it's, just, it's just simple. You know, less is more. You don't need that intensity of flavor uh, or acidity. This really, all of a sudden, you sit there and, and realize after you drink it, you go, you know, that was <laughs> really refreshing. <laughs> and uh, you, you don't, you don't need all the, all the stuff in it. And so we're very excited yeah. to get that, that launch, and that'll be launching out through Elmhurst very shortly as well.
1: Wow. Uh Cindy, I don't know about you, but I think I want to become a taster. I think that sounds like a great job to have, to taste some of these great products that uh that Cheryl and and the, the rest of the team are, are coming up with. Um you know, oh, we can We're, we're going to give out Yeah, I, I listen, I might uh, I might just have to come up to uh to New uh, Western New York and and become one. Um Cindy, go ahead. I, I know you've got some questions.
2: So that being said, Cheryl, where can we find the Elmhurst
3: products. Uh, the Elmhurst products are pretty much uh, distributed right now throughout western New York and actually all throughout the eastern and uh, midwest, and we're getting into the west coast uh, as well. So uh, it's uh, locally in, in Wegmans and um, most of the other uh, uh, yeah, stores. And Oh, I'm, I'm really bad. As, as a researcher, or sometimes I don't remember all the stores that it's in but um we have been getting out there to everyone so it's uh it, it's it's very available now and if you can't find it's, it you could always go online to uh, uh 1925com and uh order it directly and have it shipped to your doorstep
1: hmm. well there you go very and good
2: available in public public I'm in Florida oh, yeah. right now, so I know it's available oh, oh.
3: here. Yep, yep, definitely in Publix uh, down south. Yeah, I didn't know you were down there.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm in Florida. Yeah, I'm in Florida as well. I didn't know that. I'm gonna and I've got a Publix right down the street. So yeah, I'm gonna go and check that after the show. Um, oh, absolutely. Let me, yeah, let me, uh, Cheryl. Let me ask you. You know, we we talked about we, we got to throw a little bit more golf in in the in the conversation before <laughs> before we let you go. Um, but it, I, I could listen to, to what you're saying all day long because I, it, it always intrigues me you know, with what they're doing with different products and, and things like that. And I like the fact that obviously you're putting a premium on not just the quality uh, and the taste, but the science behind it. Um, but as Cindy mentioned to, uh, to the audience in the beginning, uh, in the introduction, that you, uh, your husband actually sort of introduced the two of you. Do you consider yourself a, sort of an avid golfer now, or do you still think you're a newbie? And, and what do you enjoy most about playing? Obviously, Cindy mentioned you're kind of getting hooked on the, on the game a little bit. What do you enjoy most about playing golf?
3: You know, um, golf is, t- to me, something a, t- a time for me to uh, relax and, and focus on something else. But I, I have to admit, too, that when you get that mind release with the, with the golf, it's um, – it, it breaks me away enough so it allows me to be more creative in my, my own personal life and, of course, my work life. Uh, but that's, that's where I try to get a, a really good balance. It's, it's, it's learning psychologically how to handle yourself both at work and um, on, on when playing golf. You uh, have, and you know this, as, as you're practicing or working out, um, especially with my, my drives, which I absolutely you know love to work on the long shots, uh, but I also know that I have to work on my short game and, and, and the focus. But uh, that focus and intensity of focus um, that you have um, and learn while you're playing golf in order to play well um, is the same focus that you basically have to apply in in all the work that you do and, and, uh, and the rest of your life. So I, I, right now it's funny. I I wouldn't just, you know, separate the whole um, golfing experience from the rest of my life. They're at this point pretty much interchangeable. So um, it's, it's, it's learning of the skill of focus. I, I, I guess that's, that's how important golf is to me.
1: Wow, very interesting. And uh, I'll tell you, you, you couldn't have picked a better person to partner with in, in learning and developing those skills than Cindy Miller because she certainly is uh, the top of her uh, profession, as are you and yours. So, um, and, and obviously, she uh, likes to have a little bit of fun, uh, fun along the way. So, Cindy, tell us very, uh, just very quickly some of the things that you're helping Cheryl uh, with her game on. What is there anything specific that you guys are focusing on? or have been focusing on?
2: I believe um, tempo is probably most important because she's a little bit of a competitive control freak like I am. She's a little more analytical, which is, um, you know, understandable for what she does as a PhD and a food expert and biologist and chemist and, you know, all the stuff she does. She can sometimes pay attention to too many details and it's and it sometimes trips her up, so she almost needs to simplify the whole process and then um just remember to swing the club because right. we all try to make it happen
3: right it's 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 trusting the swing and 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 what building the confidence that um you know that, that's a it's it is it's about trusting the swing and building the confidence to just let it go,
1: hmm. I think I understand a little bit better why your husband uh, matched you up with Cindy Miller because it sounds like you have uh, a lot of yeah. similarities in your pers- in your personalities. Uh, let's see, control, um, what else did you say, Cindy? What were some of the other ones? You know, that. all kidding aside, ladies, you know, one of the things that I've said, Cindy, you've heard me say this many times on the show and, and really without coming out specifically and saying it, Cheryl, you, you kind of alluded to this, uh, golf really uh, is intertwined and mimics life in so many ways. There's so many things while you're playing golf um, that really we face many challenges out in the golf course, much like we face challenges in life. And and golf really does teach you to focus. Uh, and how to overcome some of the obstacles that you might be faced out in the golf course and obviously that's going to translate into uh, doing that in in your business and your home life and so on and so forth so um, a a great observation uh, by you Cheryl in in pointing that out because I think a lot of people don't realize that that there is a a great parallel. Um, Now you're playing in a lot of different tournaments and things like that now obviously um, were you playing at all much before uh, you and Cindy connected, um, but maybe just no, struggling a little bit, or, or or not at all? No, not
3: at all. Not at all. Actually, it was the first time that I had actually started to playing with the the in with other women and and in tournaments in a tournament situation. So um, I, I did that just for the exposure and also learning how um, different clubs you know work in their tournaments and and I, I, the most difficult thing I find in the in the tournament is I had to learn how to relax with other uh, playing with other women. Um, that uh, you know I, I, I was just too I guess self conscious. Yeah, I, I um, it was a nerve wracking thing because I had been playing with my husband and just my husband all the time, and and just relaxing. So I didn't when I'm more relaxed. And even when I play with Cindy, uh, I'm a lot more relaxed. Um, but you put me in in with a, another group of of women. I, I, it must be the same thing with men. I don't. I, I can't imagine yeah. that it would be any different when uh, when a guy goes out and plays with other men. Um, but you 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 really are kind of wondering how you kind of fit into the the other group. So um, this year was a, a good experience for me um, playing with uh, other groups, other women, and. Um, putting myself a little bit out there on the edge. I I think you just have to jump into it that way. Um, I know now what I have to work on with regards to consistency. Um, You know, I don't like making all the um, shots where I put myself in a bad position and I have to do the rescue shots, but I'm really good at rescue shots, but that's not what I want to be playing. (laughs) Uh, You know, most of the time, if I, if I don't have to, um, so um, and uh, that would obviously improve my score substantially uh, on that way. But then I see my. It's actually good to play with other people because then you right. learn your, for yourself what you really need to to work on, and it really makes you focus on your your scoring game um, and what you can do to to improve it. If if you're playing relaxed golf all the time, uh, which is is <clears throat> great, but it doesn't give you a chance to really uh, work on your improvement of of the game.
1: Well, I think that was a fantastic um, thing for your husband to do to reach out to Cindy uh, and and get you professional help like that for a simple reason, Um, and Cindy, you'll attest to this, there's a lot of spouses out there that get their partners into golf and want to sort of teach them themselves, and it's good to learn from somebody that understands the game um from a professional level as opposed to um you know your husband trying to, to teach you and I'm sure he does help you a little bit here and there but uh, I think that was a smart move on on his part to connect you with somebody um that oh. is able to to show you properly uh and and not pick up his you know maybe bad mistakes or flaws uh, in the game so that was great on his part
3: well, absolutely and, and it's funny because we talk about this all the time. I, I always wonder how married couples kind of do it. I mean, he taught me from the very beginning, but um if if you are really getting serious uh, about it, it's it's better to find your your own coach, your own uh, yes. uh teacher. Uh, learning from your uh spouse uh is you know, and it's and it's funny. You know, there's there's a lot of funny stories uh, when we first started playing. Uh, you know, I'd be up there getting ready to tee off and he he Ken would right in my back swing, he goes, You know, you really need to change your angle <laughs> that that didn't that didn't go over. I think we were down in Mount Ray somewhere and um uh, one of the and coming up on, on like the eighteenth hole and I took literally took off running after him and he's running down there and I'm throwing my club at him. <laughs> And the people are all sitting there. Very nice day in Monterey. Just kind of watching this
0: episode. And I
3: said, "Okay, so we came to an agreement. Once I'm up there on the the tee box, he cannot say anything." Well, let me you know,
1: let it, me just say, let me yeah, let me, share, let me just t- explain to you why that's happening. See, what happens is, and I can speak as a male. He noticed that you were improving so much. That's a tactic that we use in order to, to derail your, your efforts um, so that you don't get better than him. So that's a tactic. Uh, that's unfortunately the male ego at its best. Um, but, but great story. Um, Cindy, any, any quick final thoughts or comments that you have? Uh, and then, unfortunately, we have to let uh, Dr. Mitchell go.
2: No, I just want to say thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you for being the inventor extraordinaire. And um, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us today.
3: Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You guys have a really great day down in Florida.
1: You Perfect. too. Um Thank you, Cheryl, and uh, and welcome to uh, welcome to this great game of golf.
3: Thank you. I, I'm I'm looking forward to playing more golf down in Florida too. So.
1: <laughs> have a great Perfect. day. Perfect. Well, you have a. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, that was our, our very special guest, Dr. Cheryl Mitchell. And uh, just to very quickly, for the folks uh, tuning into the show, if you want to learn more about some of the products uh, and a little bit more about Elmhurst Story, uh, you can go to elmhurst1925.com uh, and check it out there. And I'm sure you can probably find out where uh, some of the other locations, in addition to Publix and Wegmans, of course, that uh, in your area where it may be uh, able to, to pick it up. And if it's not in your area, uh, you can certainly, as Cheryl mentioned, you can order it online. Um, but we want to thank both of our uh, very special guests this morning: uh, Rajin Liu, of course, uh, recent winner on the Smecta Tour, and Dr. Cheryl Mitchell, uh, inventor extraordinaire, as, uh, as Cindy put it. Um, on that note, we've got to we've got to close out the program. Uh, thank you, Cindy. I know you're going to be away again next week. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, it's uh, I'm um I'm, I'm certainly. Uh, Uh, missing you each and every week that you're away but uh, I'm grateful and thankful for the weeks that you are here and I know you're a busy, busy uh, woman with lots going on. Where are you going next week?
2: I'm going to be at French Lick Resort doing a golf school um, at the French Lick Resort. So I'm going to be teaching people at the same time as our show, so forgive me. If I can call in ahead of time, I will for a minute, but (laughs) otherwise I'm sorry I'm not going to be there.
1: No, I don't blame you. And then the week after that, uh, you're going to be trying to qualify for?
2: The Senior LPGA Championship. So hopefully I'll be playing at French Lick. If I don't qualify, I'll be on the show. And we have two very special great guests that week. We have Susie Whaley, the incoming president of the PGA of America, the first woman president ever. And we have Kathy Whitworth.
1: Yep, joining us. And I'm very excited for uh, having both of those uh, ladies on the show. Kathy, of course, was our very, Cindy, uh, I'm sure you remember, was our very first guest, official guest on the Women of Golf Show. So very excited to have her back. And, of course, uh, obviously we're excited to have Susie Whaley, the incoming president of the PGA of America. So on that note, thank you, everybody. God bless for joining us this morning. I hope you'll see us uh, next week right here on the Women of Golf Show. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks.
2: Bye-bye.